0: Hello, it is 8 a.m. in New York, 2 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 8 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the X Fat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from SundayBean.com. I'm a solution oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. I had a dream where I was in this narrow wooden canoe on a huge ocean of rolling waves. They were about 45 feet tall and they were rolling me closer and closer to the side of a rock cliff. I woke up before I could find out whether my canoe was demolished, but I knew it was a sign. Whenever I'm dreaming of waves or tsunamis, I know that I'm overwhelmed. And overwhelm is another way of being stuck, that sense of paralysis. When we've got so much going on, we don't know where to start. Last week in episode 218, you listened to Sharon and how she went from resigned and stuck to total clarity in just 21 minutes. This week, I'm going to share with you another woman's journey from stagnant and heavy to lightness and relief. This is all part of the three-part series I've been doing on Getting Unstuck. Remember in episode 217, Life in Limbo, we talked about the importance of sitting in the stuck. And Both of the recent episodes have shown you how to do that. I want to give you the tools that you need to create momentum in your own life and in your business. So listen in to this session for clues on how you can make that happen. All right, Angela, thank you so much for your willingness to share your process with the listeners of Expat Happy Hour um, just so the listeners know, Angela and I just jumped on two minutes ago, said hi, and I have no idea what she's bringing um, to this unstuck session. So, Angela, why don't you tell me um, where is it that you're feeling stuck right now? Oh, gosh. I feel like
1: it's in several areas of my life. Like, And it could be, you know, pandemic related or I've just reached that plateau in my expat life. I've been living overseas for 10 years and like big decisions need to be made. And I feel just stuck in that decision-making process. And it's, I mean, I mean, we could focus on one if you wanted to, or we could focus on, it's just interesting. Like even my relationship with my husband or my, you know, friendships or even my business wise, everything just feels a bit stagnant.
0: Right. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. There are many people who can relate. I know. Um, where is the place that feels most important for you to focus on right now? I feel like my business because that's a big
1: one whether, you know, it's whether I need to change directions or pivot or, you know, like I mean, I'm not like relationships are what they are and I mean, they there's nothing bad going on, so like I don't think anything that doesn't need immediate attention to me i feel like yeah the on the business side the coaching side is just yeah i feel very stuck and a bit overwhelmed with all the things that need to be done in the entrepreneur world as i'm sure people are
0: aware you said you feel overwhelmed how else does it feel to be stuck there
1: i mean i just like you're not, you know like i i mean i have a you know a handful of coaching clients i have um you know, some good programs coming up, I think it's just, I think there's ways I could show up more in my business that I struggle with. And it's always like, I run out of time, or I, there's a zillion other things I'm, you know, doing between family and, you know, life in general. So, and then I'm always just like, there's this, all this guilt, you know, of like, oh, I should have done that this week, or, you know, I didn't get around to those things. So, I feel like there's this perpetual, um, yeah, just stuck in the same pattern.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How do you want to feel instead? I want to feel relieved and that I'm making progress in my business. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Great. So I'm going to ask you to do something that um, probably doesn't, it's not going to feel comfortable. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but when when I don't when I feel stuck or when I'm stuck in those feelings of guilt or overwhelm or whatever, I don't want to stay there. I want to leave. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm going to ask you to actually sit in the stuck for a second. I won't make you stay there the whole time, but <laughs> just for a moment, I want you to think about you're, you're there. You said you're stuck. Uh-huh. And when you imagine being stuck what image comes to mind
1: it's it's funny cuz for some reason colors come up <clears throat> excuse me like grayness and darkness and just like almost like mucky muddy water yeah
0: mm-hmm. i get that and how does it feel to to look at that mucky muddy water it feels heavy, like it's a
1: like it's a burden, like both physically like weighing on me, but also like emotionally, mentally,
0: you know mm-hmm. right. I'm curious, are you in that water? Are you observing it from a distance? Tell me more. I am in it, but I, my my
1: background is environmental, so I don't mind being in muddy water so um but so that doesn't bother me as much as just yeah, I feel like. I'm in it, although I have some good weightier waiter, tall waiter boots on.
0: Mm. <laughs> Tell me more about your boots.
1: <laughs> um I mean they're they're probably knee knee high. Yeah. Just waterproof, so I'm not getting you know, soaking wet. But it's it's still hard to move through it, you know, like
0: the word clunky is coming up. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like burdensome almost yeah
0: right so burden heavy clunky yeah so again this might be a stretch but when you see yourself there in the muddy water um in the heavy in the stuck what are you learning about yourself (laughs) probably
1: that there's I don't, there's things that are, I would say, I'm not, like, I know I can do better to get out of that, Mm -hmm. but that every time I take a step, it's not, I'm not improving my situation, it seems like. Like, I'm resilient, I want to get out of it, you know, and, and go out of the muddy pond, but every time I take a step, it just, you know, like, more... It just, you know, the mud just kind of fills back in and I'm, can't seem to make it out to the edge. You know, I make a few improvements, like few steps that seem like progress and then you're still stuck there. Yeah.
0: And how is standing in that stuck actually making you better? It's not. Yeah. say more? Um.
1: It's not because I'm not doing the things I want to be doing, you know, like helping helping clients or, um, you know, helping my family's income or helping, you know, the world in general, like, be a better place. I feel like I keep getting stuck in all the minutia of the social media or blogs or, you know, all the things that you should be doing, but I'm not really doing the you know, the stuff that I really got into coaching for, you know, is to help people improve their lives. So it feels, it's a very frustrating
0: feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those steps that you were talking about that aren't bringing you to the side of the pond, you mentioned one of them is a minutiae of social media. What other, what are those other <laughs> steps that you're taking?
1: I mean, like, I mean, just the little stuff like websites or, you know, um, I feel like yeah I probably spend too much time, you know, in groups or on calls with pe- people that aren't, you know, moving my business forward. Um what else? You know, there's a lot of other like family stuff, but that's, you know, most of that has to get done. It's not that it's a burden, it's more just the time, you know, it takes to mm-hmm. away from um
0: Yeah, Right. So if you were, you know, you're sitting there in that (laughs) mucky pond, Mm -hmm. Uh, you got there somehow. Yeah. Um, When did you notice that those boots were getting harder (laughs) to move?
1: It was getting a little muddy in the last, I would say like two years. I think a lot of it is my own self imposed like you should it well i should say self imposed but like listening to too many what do they say if you listen to too many gurus like mm-hmm. you won't you won't know who to follow or you know um but just like everyone tells you all these different things and then at the it just came i would say like in the last year year and a half where it was just overwhelming the amount of stuff that you know was on the should be doing list
0: Right, so overwhelming has come up already twice. Yes, yeah so one of the I call it a red flag mm-hmm. when there's a sign that you're, you're going down a path that's probably not good for you, right? So that feeling of overwhelming, I'm guessing, is one of those. Mm-hmm. What are some of those other red flags? I mean,
1: it's funny like I'm a, I'm a health coach, and I noticed like just in the past, I would say a few months I'm like wow, I'm not doing the things that I tell my clients to do, like, you know, exercise regularly or, I mean, um, you know, drink water in the morning. Like those little habits that I've had for years sometimes fall off, you know, I fall off track. And I was like, how am I supposed to be helping others when I'm barely, you know, like some days I can't do it for myself.
0: It's so good. Our clients keep us so honest. Oh, I know.
1: They're teachers, you know, they're teaching us things as well. That's for sure.
0: They make us better people. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, so a red flag is when your health practices start to slide.
1: Yeah. It's your Yeah. My daily health habits are, you know, and yeah, your happiness, your, I mean, sl- <clears throat> I see it in my sleep. Like I wake up thinking about things I should be doing, you know, and I'm like, well, this isn't good. I need, you know, we all need our, quality sleep as well as quantity
0: (laughs) so i'm curious you know because you've lived a complex life i'm have a hunch that there have been times in the past where you've felt overwhelmed um but you were able to get out of it what did you do think of a time what did you do then to get out of it
1: in the past, I've always—I'm a scientist by training, so like I like to do research, you know, on mm-hmm. reading and kind of okay, that makes sense. Or I like to know the 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 biology and like science behind why we do things a certain way. So I do a lot of research. But I also—I don't know if I could research my way out of getting unstuck. But um, but the other thing is, I reach out to friends. Like I, I've always had a very tight like network of friends and family and I think this past year with COVID everybody's you know including myself has retreated quite a bit and yeah I don't feel that connection that I I I mean I say that and I've actually like reached out to other people like back in my home country you know like that I wasn't doing that much of before the pandemic but um yeah I think I'm missing that almost like a you know, connection with friends or family members to kind of talk you through the situation. Because I think I've been in that mud for so long that there's a little bit of shame around it as well. Like, why haven't I gotten myself unstuck already? You know, so I haven't been reaching out to people to... I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to get out. Or I'm going to get out, but it it's obvious. It's... I need more than just what I think I can do, you know?
0: Totally. And I I totally get that from a coaching perspective. It's like you put yourself under so much pressure to coach yourself out of something. (laughs) When in reality, our whole job is to partner with people. Right. Right. But why would we be, why would be outside of that? Yeah. Right. So, with overwhelm, you have a hunch that connection will be helpful and has helped in the past. What else has helped in the past to reduce overwhelm?
1: I mean, I think looking at what is a priority, you know, and uh, the other thing that has helped me in the past, and I always joke about this because I used to be really well organized. <laughs> and, you know, so like I have good to do lists and planned, and I have been. Sucking at that lately, like, and I don't know if it's just and it's another, it's one of those things. Like, I can see the steps in the muddy pond, like, I keep knowing I need to do it, like, you know, breaking down these tasks, these big, big tasks, into smaller goals. Obviously, I mean, that's what I teach my clients when it comes to their health and well being, as well. It's like, it's not about, you know, like overnight getting healthy, it's about breaking it down and creating healthy little habits. But, I struggle with yeah the yeah getting a little better organized in my week or even just looking at where I can you know let some things go even Mm -hmm. that aren't as important but because it's all floating around in my head too often it's not doing anyone a whole heck of a lot of good when it's not very well organized so
0: right So knowing that, needing to prioritize, then once that's clear, break it down into smaller goals, Mm -hmm. what has to happen for you to actually do that work?
1: I need to, yeah, just plan it in my week, you know, whether it's a half an hour each day or, you know, even in the, you know, like I've had coaches say, you know, even if if you can do a little bit in the morning, and just you know, if you can get three things done, that kind of thing, and then at the end of the day, at least write down what you need to do the next day, so it's not weighing on you. You know, um, as you go
0: into the sleep state. I love that you talked about weighing on you. What about this um, too many gurus mm-hmm. and all of this? Should? Say more about what you can do as you move forward. To get clear on a priority. I think a lot of that has to do with
1: like a good digital detox, you know, like going through emails, getting rid of things that, I mean, that's an area of my life that I think as an entrepreneur, I get overwhelmed with again is just like, okay, I'm on these, all these email lists or all these Facebook groups or, you know, like things that I think will help you know, I mean, will help me in my business, but help reach out to other, you know, people as well or collaborate. And I think I really need to narrow that down and focus on just the ones that, you know, I want to focus on or that I feel a connection with instead of, you know, I mean, when the entrepreneur world is like one one's telling you, oh, you need to niche down and get more specific and the next one's telling you not to do that, you know, so you're just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: So how are you going to decide what are going to be the criteria for you to prioritize whose voice to listen to? I think I need to do
1: a little bit of like soul searching on my own to see, okay, what is, what are my priorities? Um, what, what, what do I want my business to look like? You know, who do I have a connection with and then just go through and sign off, unsubscribe, do all those things. Um, to the ones that I'm not feeling that kind of synergy with.
0: I, I found it really interesting that you use the word detox because you are a health coach. Yes. So um, what's the, the food equivalent of all the people that need to get off your list and stop listening to their voices? Yeah,
1: that's uh, sugar, processed foods. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Right? So all of those messages. Mm-hmm that resonate with that sort of toxic food. Yeah. Great. There's something that's bubbling up. I'm wondering if you let go of all of those other voices, what do you make space for?
1: My, my own voice. I mean, my own message, my own. Yeah. Like authentic. I feel, I think I feel like, I mean, entrepreneurship was a huge pivot for me. You know, like I came from the science world. Um, and I loved what I did there. And then, you know, we made a decision as, as, you know, to leave our home country 10 years ago and I would raise the kids and, and I was okay with that. And I knew that I probably could go back to my old career um, just because what I did, did, doesn't really apply here, but. So entrepreneurship was a huge pivot for me. And so I think I, took it on almost like I did for college or my career, like tons of research, this, 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 where maybe I overdid it a bit, <laughs> you know, and, and, not, and it doesn't quite apply like in the, you know, in the scientific world where you do all this research and come up with a great theory. Entrepreneurship is you can take lots of stuff and get really overwhelmed and not know your answer and lose your voice in the process, you know. So I think cutting back on all the noise, so to speak, Will help me hear what it is that I really, you know, is my message and why I want to help help other people.
0: So, what are you learning about yourself in this process?
1: I it, it was interesting because I hadn't thought about how I tackled, you know, tackled entrepreneurship like I did, like my science life, you know, this other because I think I did I have just taken on so much of other people's vision of what, you know, it should be or shouldn't be when, which is funny. Like (laughs) it's very interesting as a scientist, because as a scientist, you rely on good data, you know, like you don't, you don't take stuff from unreliable data. So like, to me, it's kind of funny. Like there are, I mean, in the entrepreneurial world, there is a wide range of people and expertise, but you know, there's no proven, way to do things everybody has their own path that they can follow and um so so one of the things I've learned through this <laughs> just talking to you in the last few minutes is like okay why am I listening to everyone else and not my own voice is it because I'm I'm so unsure in the business side of growing the business or reaching out that I'm not trusting my own you know my own path
0: Right. yeah so that I mean that's kind of interesting when I look at it that way yeah so based on all that we've talked about today, what do you feel motivated to do as a next step? I'm definitely going to get out of some, you know, like
1: unclutter my digital world and my, in the gurus that I've been listening to and, and, and get a bit, little bit better organized. So I have some time to actually journal or listen to myself and what, you know, what it is that is my true purpose or my true calling, um, and then take, you know, those good, I'm not saying all, I'm not bad-mouthing like coaching or entrepreneurship at all, because I know there's a place for it, but maybe you it can be overwhelming. So just taking the good parts that I've learned and trying to break down those steps into little steps into my week or into my day that feels good without overwhelming me.
0: So if we, if we translate those next steps, how does that look in your pond metaphor? What do you do next? What are you seeing in that pond? Uh, it's a,
1: a, a bit clearer water, <laughs> you know, not so muddy. Now my pond is not so heavy feeling. It's more almost like an oasis, you know, like <laughs> it's actually a nice place. You can stay in the water if you like, or you can go to the edge and enjoy the surrounding parts of nature so yeah it's a it feels it feels like I'm, I'm trying to think of a better word but doable <laughs> it's all that's coming to my mind yeah
0: right. I love that it moved from heavy and murky to an oasis yeah so tell me um at the beginning of this call you said that you were feeling overwhelmed and stuck how do you feel now I feel it
1: was very eye-opening to think about It was eye opening for to feel like, oh, this is why. So again, I think it went back to, like a little bit what we talked about. I like to know why we're doing things, and it was just, I think my science brain was like, why are you so stuck, Angela? And so, but looking at it, oh, this is how your science brain, you know, used to work, where you, you know, would pull reliable data, and you're not. I mean, put your science cap back on, Angela, and you're like, all of this data you've got is not all reliable, <laughs> you know. Um, so maybe just being able to look at it from a, you know, like, okay, that's why I was doing it. Now I feel better, like I'm not losing my mind or something, you know, or, or feeling shameful about not moving forward or not making the progress that I had been doing. So seeing why my patterns, for me, is a very helpful why I was kind of stuck in that pattern and knowing that, okay, you can go back and purge a little bit, you know, get, get rid of some of the noise and focus on a little better organization in my day and
0: week. So what do you want to be reporting back this time in two weeks? Oh, that I'm making like, that I've shed a lot of that
1: should do things and that I'm focusing, like I have a good routine and that I'm feeling more energetic, even, Overall in the family life, because I mean, we all know that as coaches, like it's not, you can't separate everything into these little boxes. I know how when I help clients or when I'm helping myself eat better, you know, drink the water, exercise, those kind of things, it has a ripple effect in all the other things. So, family life, you know, how I show up to the, in my relationship with my husband, how I show up in my business, those kind of things. So, I think. I'm going to feel less overwhelmed. And by having a little bit of a better plan and organization in my week, yeah.
0: So good. And how confident are you that you're going to be able to report that back this time next week?
1: I feel really confident because I've been, you know, struggling with this for a while. And I feel, I mean, I even feel lighter just having this conversation. I think, I think I do need to reach out, you know, and maybe to a friend or a colleague or something and, maybe have a regular weekly accountability kind of effort just to hold me accountable, but also it just helps kind of unload that burden of, you know, expat life and you know, entrepreneur life, all of it. Tell me about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Angela. Oh, this
1: is great. No, thank oh my gosh. Huge thanks to you. That was wonderful. I did I had no idea what to expect. So that was really eye opening. Love it. Thank you.
0: I want to thank Angela for showing up so fully in this process. Not only does it take courage to show up for yourself, but to do that and share it in an expat happy hour is another layer. So thank you so much, Angela, for being so present and so generous and helping us listen in and learn alongside you. Some of you who are listening might be coaches like Angela, and while you found this interesting to process for your own self, maybe you're even more interested about processes like this for your clients, right? That is exactly what I'm all all about, right? This is part of a bigger mission of mine for those of you who want to serve expats well and run a successful business. I am so excited to announce that we are going to run a second edition of Expat Coach Secrets in April, where you get the inside scoop on the global mobility industry and tools for your clients so you can boost your business. So go ahead and sign up in the show notes so you don't miss Any of the free resources this month. It is me delivering free workshops, and I've got members of Expat Coach Coalition by my side to help you. So, Expat Coach Secrets, it's all about working your passion, growing your bank account, and loving your life. Right? That's not the only announcement I have up my sleeve. As you know, that is actually why I created Expect Coach Coalition, so I can support coaches who are working in the global mobility space and help you make a bigger impact with clients who are facing Olympic level challenges. So stick around because I'll be announcing when the door is open for that very, very soon. And don't hesitate. Join us for Expat Coach Secrets. Get a taste of what we're all about and get on the waiting list for Expat Coach Coalition for the next round because spots are going to feel fast. You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday, Schneider Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words from Chris Carr. It's not about finding your voice. It's about giving yourself permission to use your voice.